Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the great show I had from the Hellfire Symphony, and you're listening to the Oversell Podcast. Stay tuned with them, or I'm going to send you to hell. It is episode 129, and we are recasting Heroes this week. This is the Oversell Podcast! Hello, everybody. This is the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Well, nowadays, the focus of our show is like recasting these awesome TV shows with awesome professional wrestlers. That seems to be the motif of the show now, which I'm perfectly happy with because yeah. there's no other wrestling podcast doing it. And if there is, if there is I just haven't found it yet. But I'm going to say we are. you're listening to a one-of-a-kind podcast where we're taking your former favorite TV shows and we're recasting them using professional wrestlers. Tonight is no different. Heroes. Heroes ran, what, mid-2000s? Late 2000s? Yeah, I think it started in 06, maybe 07. Okay. 06, and then there was, was 06. there was four seasons. Right. A few years later, you got Heroes Reborn, which I really enjoyed Heroes Reborn. I was surprised. I, I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Yep. The last, the that first season of Heroes, my God, that was such great television. Oh, yeah. That first season. It seemed kind of, it kind of trailed off later on as the seasons went on. Right. Season two, eh, season three, uh, season four. Oh. I really like four just because of Samuel. Sa- Samuel is one of, he might be like my one of my top three favorite characters from did, that show. He was a great character and I was really pumped when he, you know, he... I'm going to use wrestling lingo here to describe something. When he at the end of season three, when he cut that promo, right while he was giving the funeral eulogy and leading into talking about his dead brother, which spoiler alert, he ended up killing. Right. But uh, before we get there, have you seen Solo? Did you see Solo? I have not yet. Okay, go see it. It's really good. Oh, I mean, there there hasn't been a Star Wars movie that I haven't seen in the theater. I'm okay. Gonna see. You're gonna, it. You're really gonna like it, and there's some big stuff in this one. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> Um, I really don't have much wrestling news to talk about. Uh, I think Samoa Joe tapped out Daniel Bryan. Now he's in the the Money in the Bank. Bank. Yep. Uh, uh, got no DQ pulled up because I okay. That's well, usually where I go. Uh, Sasha Banks qualified for the Women's Money in the Bank right. match. She won the Gauntlet match. I watched that match. Holy shit! Do her and Ruby Riot have some great chemistry? That if whenever Sasha wins the title, her and Ruby Riot are going to have a great program. And S- Ruby Riot has grown on me a lot in these past couple of months, and it just clicked for me last night. I've enjoyed her stuff, but last night watching her and uh, the Riot Squad cut this promo, I'm like, "Damn, Ruby's Ruby's some good stuff." Um, another thing I like this week, 
there was an interaction between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch backstage on SmackDown. And right. you see Paige kind of walking around in the background. So what I'm assuming is she walked around and stayed because she ended up coming back and talking to them. It's like, yeah, I heard y'all talking. That is like what a GM should be doing. Walking around, checking on things, going here, right. going there. Not just, let me do my Kurt Angle. And no offense to Kurt Angle because I think <laughs> he's done a wonderful job. He's in his he's in his office and he's talking to God knows who on his cell phone. It's always, let me call you back. Bam. Always. And always. Um but yeah, I like that. It's just that's just a small thing, and I I really like Paige as a GM. I'm glad she's still there. Yeah, me too. Me too. I she's I think she's taking the role and kind of running with it, be, just for things like that. You know, she's not doing her jittery little program. Hey guys, Paige. Hit. She's <laughs> she's talking with an authoritative tone, right? That and you know she means business whenever she says something. I mean, I think you know I think this is proof of how much she loves the business yep. because I mean, I think she even said in an interview, you know, when that Monday, when she, re- you know, had to retire on raw, she didn't know that she was going to be SmackDown general manager until the next day. They were right. like, Hey, come over to SmackDown. We got something for you. And I think she's really just, you know, thank like truly thankful that she's still in the business and she's, she's putting everything she has into it to make sure that it lasts. Yep. Um, there's a food fight. Which apparently was like insanely scripted out. Yeah, I saw it's apparently it leaked online or something. The yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, now that we're redoing recasting the shows, you know, I, I still want to chat wrestling, but you know, my focus is it, it's been kind of a, a slow time right now, right? For WWE, I mean, you know, WrestleMania season is come and gone, and you know, there's. They're not really going to start doing anything really big match-wise until later in the summer when it gets close to SummerSlam. I mean, yep. Money in the Bank is always a good draw. It's usually a good pay-per-view, but yep, it's still a couple weeks away. Yeah, and it, you know, it seems and it seems like it's been a long drought since the last pay-per-view. Yeah, because they're not doing two or three a month. That is, to be honest, I like that a lot. Yeah, more. It, it actually builds up a little bit of anticipation. For the next pay per view, it gets to flesh out, you know, it, it, the it programs lets, between, you know, the it, wrestlers and the it's feuds. Letting, it's letting storylines um, breathe a little bit, right? And getting some, get some air in there. Uh, anything else big we need to talk about? Uh, Brock still does not show up on Raw. <laughs> Your Universal Champion sucks. Worst champion in the history of the WWE. I said it. Worst champion of the and I did say WWE. Yeah. So don't come at me with your well, what about David Arquette? Vince never had the uh mental mental fart of making <laughs> David Arquette his champion, but worst WWE champion of all time, I'm calling it now Brock Lesnar. Something that I don't <laughs> I didn't really want to talk about it, but when I watch the video, I have to bring it up. Enzo he apparently re- has responded to the whole rape allegation, you know, the charges being dropped or whatever, and he did it through a rap video. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to watch that rap video. To yeah, be you, you you didn't miss anything. Okay, it's not. It doesn't seem like talent. Yeah, it's just him. Something funny. Uh, you see how <laughs> the uh, the mistake Hogan made on yeah. Twitter? Yeah, accidentally thinking Bam Margera died. And it was yeah, Ryan. Dun- He's trying to post yeah. a picture of Ryan Dunn. 
which as a you know we we're, we're we're jackass slash uh, folks, I'm gonna give you a little history lesson into me and Mike's friendship and all of our other friends. We would uh, every Sunday in the winter we would play football together, and then go home, take a shower, chill out a little bit, and then we'd all go over to Mike's house and we would play poker. That's when and they, or watch pay per view. Yeah, being a Sunday. Um, on Sunday nights, MTV used to run a block of shows, and it was uh, Pimp My Ride. Yep. And there's a couple others, and then Viva La Bam, and we always made sure that we were watching Viva La Bam. And so, whenever they you see something with Ryan Dunn or Bam Margera, you know, I always go back to those days. Like, man, we watched every episode of Viva La Bam yeah. at your house. And then we've all seen, you know, every episode of Jackass and yep. all the yep. movies, yep. and yep. we've done some dumb no, Jackass not, stuff. Not, but I wasn't going to bring those up. Nothing as serious as they did, but. Uh, that's really, as far as b- breaking news and notes, that's really all I had to discuss. Um, our man- our uh, ladder matches, I think, are all set up, barring some last-minute changes in the next couple of weeks. Right, but it's, uh, I think, two weeks away. Yep. Um, so we, we'll, we'll get to the pay-per-view when we get there. Uh, Mike, I'm ready to recast Heroes. Well, hold on, let me see if I can do the... <laughs> And they always, like, I always noticed it whenever Heroes started, you know, the opening credits or whatever, they always had a credit for that voice. Oh, really? I don't remember who it was, but I mean, it was like, and also the the voice or music of so-and-so. Oh, okay. Cool. It was such an incredible show. Yeah. Uh, very character-driven, especially that first season. And what I, what I loved was, like, the first first half, I think, of season one, it seemed like every episode kind of focused on a different character. And then as the season went on, you kind of, more of those characters started intertwining. Right. Am I right? Or am I thinking of... Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you could tell they had a plan for a whole bunch of characters. And I liked how this was a worldwide thing. It wasn't, you know... Like your typical, you know, Marvel movie or something, you know, everything is here in this one city. And, you know, everybody that has special powers all just happen to run into each other here. I mean, this took people from around the world actually finding their way to each other because of this this common, you know, issue. Who do you want to go for, with first? I'll let you, I'll let you kind of run the show this time. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with Noah. Noah Bennett. He, he was one of my favorite characters. You know, I, he's in my top three of favorite characters of the entire run. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> starting with him, I already went way outside the box. I'm sure you, this person that I chose, didn't even cross your mind as being Noah Bennett. Uh, but Noah was. I liked how when you first, you know, first few episodes that you see Noah. You have no idea who he is. Yep. I mean, the they, man in horn rim glasses. Yeah, they just we referred to him name. as HRG. Yep. Horn rim glasses, and you didn't know if he was a bad guy, a good guy, or what. And then you slowly find out more about him, and you know he's actually Claire's father, and you know adopted father, and whatnot. Uh, but basically, you know, Noah was for the first few seasons he was strictly a company man. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever he was told to do. It was for the company, and he went through with it. But he also, you know, it showed his his loyalty to family, and when it came to that, he would always 
he would overstep his bounds really and do whatever was necessary to protect those that that he loved or what he just felt was right. So for him, thinking on those lines, I chose Tommy Dreamer. Wow, that is holy shit. Because, that is like nowhere near mine. Right, because but I I'm like thinking that. Tommy Dreamer in ECW company man. He was with them no matter what was going on. He pick. stuck with them. I like and it. he always you know, family-oriented, quote-unquote. I mean, the people that he was aligned with, that's where his loyalty was. No, it's a great pick. Great pick. Um, I went with a guy who many folks in the company probably see this guy as a fatherly figure by now. Um, I think he had. I think you could see him having some sort of a father-daughter relationship with who I picked as my um, Claire. Okay. Uh, and I think he would actually look pretty good if you put him in a pair of horn rim glasses. Uh, I I seem to be picking this guy every week for all the shows. I chose William Regal. Okay. For my, and, you know, when it comes down to it, if he has to fight, he knows how to whoop somebody's ass, too. Right, right. Like Noah did. Yeah. And, he, and once you, like you said, very big company guy. Been with the WWE for a long time. Um, several, a couple of different times. You know, but he seemed to give his all for whatever company he was with. Right, right. So, William Regal. Uh, who do you want to go with next? Uh, just going to go down my list. Uh, went with Claire. Claire. Okay. Let me give you my Claire first. Go ahead. Um, Claire was one of the main storylines of the show, of the whole show, all yeah, four I mean, seasons. Like the, just about the center focus of everything. Um, sweet and innocent. Um, very relatable. Very, con- you could connect with this character, right? And mainly on the sweet and innocence, I chose Bailey as my Claire, the cheerleader that everyone must save. Right. I went same route, sweet, innocent. You know, I say this a lot, unassuming. You know, just yeah. You don't just looking at them. You don't see any kind of threat or power. You just think, okay. It's the pretty girl, but then you find out, you know, she's she's intelligent and, you know, she knows what to do and when to do it. I went with Renee Young. Very good. Very good. I could see it. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, very fun. Very very good pick. Very good pick. She, um, uh, very sweet. I mean, granted, just because she's, you know, announcer, interviewer, all, we haven't really seen a physical side to yep. her, but yep. she gives off that that aura that, you know, she's she's always going to fight for what's right. Probably wouldn't look too bad in a cheerleader outfit either. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, I found a lot of these. Some of, this was a hard one. Yeah. With Buffy, you know, you kind of had a couple of characters that, like, yeah, I could easily see them playing. Because a lot of them were over the top. Right, right. You right. know, this was... This was... I pe- mean, you had superpowers and stuff, but, I mean, it was more... It was real dramatic. It yep. was a serious, like... This was one of... You could you could truly believe, like, this is how it would really be if people had superpowers. I mean, it's not going to be all hokey and right. you know, over the top, like I said. But I found, like, going through this one, a lot of my choices are also kind of related to... Not only their wrestling character, but just kind of the person that I see them as, you know, outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what I did with Renee Young. Okay. Um, how about next? Uh, let's go with. Let's go with Peter. 
This was a hard one. It was for me, too. It was for me, too. It was hard for me because there was a lot of different people that I could see kind of being in that role, but all the people I thought of had different aspects of Peter because, you know, Peter was kind of not necessarily tortured, but, I mean, he he always had an inner struggle. And, you know, he always wanted to do right. He wanted to be accepted. And there's not just a lot of, you know, characters in wrestling that share all those qualities. So I had it narrowed down to four. Uh, Some of them are just mainly kind of stature, size, you know, a little bit of look. And, you know, each one of them kind of had a little bit of qualities. Uh for some reason, Matt Seidel stuck okay. out. Okay. Good pick. I like that. I can see that. Uh, I had Daniel Bryan as a possibility. Interesting. Interesting. AJ Styles. Okay. Could be. Okay. And then more of just a, a comedic one because, you know, Peter always wanted to be a superhero. I mean, he wanted that. Yep. Yeah. As he would. So I said Hurricane Helms. Uh, <laughs> it's just plain of that. Um, for my Peter, I chose a guy... That one, he always seemed to be trying to prove himself to his brother, right? Um, and that's and I I based this this one off who I decided to pick for my Nathan. Um, he's always trying to prove himself to a brother. He's uh, eager to jump into a fight to help somebody, um, and he also is a very connectable as both a character and I think outside the ring as well. But you mentioned him. I chose Daniel Bryan right. for my Peter yeah. Petrelli. With that being said, I'm going to go to uh, Nathan to with my Nathan Petrelli. Nathan um, kind of, um, you know, he's looks past. He look he's not looking towards his past because right. of the accident with his family, where he flew away in a car and his wife was paralyzed. Right. Um, he doesn't look much to his past anymore. He's looking towards the future always, always in a suit. Wanting to be the next big man in charge. And like I said, I based my Peter off who I picked as my Nathan. So Peter's always trying to prove himself to Nathan and be a good person to him and prove them that he can do what he thinks he can do. Triple H is my Nathan Petrelli. I thought about that. He, he, was, he was a consideration. I kind of went the same route you know a lot of the things you said because i mean it's relating to, to what nathan was and who he was and this was another one that i really struggled with it, yeah, it these, took a long time to get to get a nathan uh who i chose it's really just kind of minute aspects of the character but it also goes back to what i said where some of these this is one that you know, kind of just the man himself, not not the character. Uh, but this guy, you know, currently always in a suit. He's looking out for himself. I mean, he's going to – he protects family when need be, mm-hmm. but he's also just going to tell you exactly how it is. You know, okay, that that's just a, a dumb idea. Just leave it alone. I'll handle it. I went with The Miz. Okay. That's a great pick. Uh, that's a great pick. Once again, you know, not looking at – his past right. from the real world or tough enough right. or anything about that. He's looking straight towards his future into becoming something more yep. than what he is in the world. Great pick. I like that. Man, I didn't even consider the Miz. Wow. Um, who do you want to go with next? 
Next on my list, I had Angela Petrelli. Angela Petrelli. Okay, you can. Th- this is one where, on, on most of these, I know, I know how you're kind of going, you know, true to the characters in the show, you know, if they're related, you know, kind of working with each other to, yeah, to fit. kind of, kind of. On this one, I didn't at all. I mean, because of the different, how many different characters there are and, like, different ages, I didn't try to get too close to, you know, if somebody was too young for it or too old for a certain role. I just really went off just characteristics. Uh, for Angela, this is definitely one that's nowhere near the age that that character was, but Angela always had, whenever she walked in a room or she was on screen, she commanded, Yeah, you know, that scene. I mean, she, the, her presence just overtook everything else. And always... You just knew she was powerful. She had power, and she wasn't afraid to exploit it. And I went with Stephanie. Okay. Uh, I considered her. I really did. I end up going with, um, right now, someone in the WWE who is the one of the older divas, but yet still, like you said, commands a presence. Right. Um, when she's in the ring, you're looking at her. Um, can be a little bit crazy. Which I think Angela showed at times. Um, I chose Mickey James. Okay. Just you know, motherly type figure. I think to all the other divas, you know, Natalia. I think could have done yeah. it as well. Which I, I heard an interesting story that about um, when Natalia came to Raw, Sasha Banks and Bailey were giving up their seats to Natalia. Right. I thought that's letting her get first dibs on the food right. when they were in there. Yeah, and, that's you know, that. So it, you're the veteran. You 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 deserve this. That says so much about the character of Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. Um, let's see. Who do you want to go with next? Um, I guess I'll just go with Hero. Hero. Okay. I got to explain mine a little bit. <laughs> with mine, um, you have to go to... I picked a New Japan Pro Wrestling guy. Okay. But I chose a guy that is... Hero uh, was kind of a reluctant hero. Reluctant in the way that, you know, he loved every minute and he was just happy to be a hero. And he also had a very goofy side, like, you know, when he lost his mind both times. Because right. at one point, what, he regressed to his ch- to childhood state in his mind. Right. Right. And then another time, something happened and he just went fucking crazy and just was saying just the most ridiculous shit. Right. Um, so I chose a guy, he is one of the super juniors over in... New Japan Pro Wrestling. I chose Taguchi. Okay. Do you know Taguchi? Not off the top of my head. Crazy dude. Always does cra- just goofy shit in the ring with his butt and stuff like that. And <laughs> okay. The hardcore wrestling fans will know right. why I picked Taguchi. For me, I, I went with the kind of the goofy side. You know, is you could tell this this guy always wanted to do do right, but. I even went with the whole not having all that great English. Um, really just a fun character. And, I mean, if I actually could, like, picture him in this role, in, like, some of the scenes throughout the show and all, I went with Tajiri. Okay. I thought, I really thought about Tajiri. Yeah. Oh, hi, Tajiri. <laughs> <laughs> Poor coach. <laughs> Poor coach. I like that. I really did think about that. You know, he had a lot of comedic bits. And now, what I like about that, 
is when Hero comes back in time, I think you could see Tajiri pulling off the serious character, right. speaking straight English with a sword behind him. Like, when are we going to get that Hero is all I yeah. kept thinking throughout the show. That uh, was a great scene. You know, him showing up on the subway car or whatever, and everything's frozen, and he's got the sword. But he looks completely different. Speaking completely perfect yeah. English. You know, whenever I see Hero in another role, like uh, he was in Get Smart. Yep. He was on Scrubs a couple of times. You know, it's just funny. I was like, there's Hero. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Hero. He's one of those guys that every anytime you see him, I mean, it's Hero. Yeah, it's, it's Hero. That's... He's never going to get to step away from that. Okay, you just said Hero. Let's go with your Ando. Ando was another struggle because yeah. yeah. I, I yeah yeah I mean for me Ando was he was a lot more serious than exactly. than hero exactly and I mean he knew he he could definitely have fun he had the fun side to him but he definitely as you find out later you know, he wanted power yep he he wanted to be special he wanted to be you know the important guy he didn't want to be the sidekick right uh. So I chose Okada. Okay. My, my pick is a little close to that. I chose, um, like you said, just for the more, he was what kept Hero kind of grounded. Right. Uh, and I think this character could do it. He's a lot more of a serious character. I chose Hideo Atami, or Kenta, yeah. for those that uh, do not know. All right. We're getting to the nitty gritty here. Um, what do you, what you, you what, Tell us where we're going next. Matt Parkman. Oh, I got a good one for Matt. You go first. I got a good one. <laughs> okay. Parkman, he always, you know, starting out, he didn't want the power. Yep. He he found out that he had the power. He didn't really want it. and Kind of like Nathan did, too. Yeah, right. Nathan was a bit more extreme with it. He just yeah. ignored it completely. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but... He didn't really want the power. He just wanted to be the good guy, normal life. And he finally accepted his role. He, he accepted the power that he had. He you know, used it when he needed to. But then when he realized that he was really powerful, he wasn't afraid to sometimes, you know, cross that line and, you know, become the bad guy. I mean, he was he used his power how he felt fit. Mhm. And I think it's a bit of a stretch, but I chose Shane McMahon. Okay. No, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. All right. So mine, um, I actually put a little bit of Matt Parkman's physical characteristics. Yeah, I thought about that too. but um, And uh, some of it is based on that Heroes Reborn when he was just, he was ru- dude running the... Um, the uh, campus, for the lack of a better right. term, where they're just like everyone is brainwashed. Yeah, and this guy had everyone under his control. Um, I chose Kevin Owens. He was As, a it was a definite thought of mine. And I, and I really like Matt Parkman the character. Oh yeah, and I like Greg. I love Greg Gunberg the actor. He, he I love seeing him in anything. Yeah, and he it's was, so funny. He was in Lost. He was in Lost. He was in freaking Rogue One, you know? Yeah. It's just crazy how much he shows up in. Uh, my turn. I'm going to pick. Let's see. Let's see. This was this was one of the hardest ones for me to come up with. And I don't really like my pick. Um, and mainly, it's a lot of it's physical. Uh, and that's all I can think of. It's, it's just the physical appearance and 
uh, a little bit of where the um, person is from. For Mohinder, I chose Mustafa Ali. Okay. Yeah, this was this was a hard one for me because uh, I wanted to. I really wanted to stay true, to, you know, or at least close to ethnicity. Because I mean, you know, if if this were to happen, I mean, I know it never would, but I mean, you have to change backstory, and I mean, parts of the story would change if you didn't stick with that, right? Uh, but I had a really hard time coming up with anybody that I just that sat well with me. So I started thinking outside the box and. You know, Mohinder Suresh, he, at first, he just wanted to get all these people together. He he wanted to find out, you know, what it was all about. He wanted to find all these special people that had these powers and just, just bring them all together. And then it gradually grew to where once he was doing that, he, he kind of wanted the power himself. You know, he wanted he wanted certain abilities and he ended up giving himself that. Over yeah, time. which I hated that story. Right. But, you know, he wanted to be involved just like they were. And then eventually, you know, he just wanted to be, he wanted to be the guy. He wanted to be the one. And thinking that far out of the box of just getting all these people together and then kind of wanting to be a part of it and be it, I chose Vince. McMahon? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because you know, basically, you know, within wrestling, he ended up bringing all the territories together to one. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see it. And then once he got into it, he realized he wanted to be a part of it, so he started getting into matches. Hey, pal, you got powers, huh? <laughs> he he gave himself the power of Spider-Man being in charge, and then yeah, you know, okay, taking control. Who you want to go with next? One of my other top three favorite characters, Siler. Okay, this one was um, tough for me. Uh, so I'll go first. I'll go first because okay. because I kind of don't like my pick. So, but I think I chose a dude that has kind of a um, when you see Siler those first couple of times you never see his face right, and uh, it's kind of like the boogeyman, you know. And th- I picked. <laughs> did you choose I, the no, boogeyman? I did not choose the boogeyman. <laughs> what a, a, a guy I did pick would be like if this dude put on. You know, military jacket and a hat, kept his face concealed. He'd be a pretty um, intimidating appearance. Right. Um, and I, I'm struggling with it, but I really like my pick. And like, I think about parts of it. I really like it, and then I really don't. But I chose Baron Corbin. Okay. Because first off, Siler hated working with people. Right. Baron Corbin's the lone wolf. Like I said, you put Baron Corbin in a military jacket and a hat covering most of his face and keep him in a shadow. Yeah, he was a pretty scary looking dude. Yeah. So I like it. He he was a consideration of mine actually. Uh it got down to, to two people for me. Uh overall I did decide on one. For Siler, you know, the main part was just that sinister side. He had no problem. He had no problem doing whatever he felt was necessary. I mean, he would kill people. He, you know, he wanted the power. He wanted to be the top guy, and but he also could be kind of manipulative, very, very manipulative. Right. Uh, now, going mainly with the sinister side, I went with Orton. I know you don't like him. God damn, but it, dude. I, I, you know, you know what's funny is I actually considered putting Orton in this episode. Yeah, I actually was considering him for Nathan Petrelli. 
but I, I went with Orton mainly because of that that viciousness and I mean, you yeah. know, he used to punt people in the head. He was the legend killer. I mean, he yeah. He just had the other person that I was toying with just because I think they do the the manipulation better and, you know, could just show up in a suit and completely sell you on something and then stab you in the back was Austin Aries. Okay. Interesting pick there. Interesting. All right. Um, how about next? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's go with uh, let's go with the Haitian. Okay. We don't know. The <laughs> Haitian was the most mysterious character on that show. <laughs> right. you, you hardly learned anything about him. He never talked. And there, I think that, what there's a reason why he didn't talk. Right. That that was it. I forgot what it was. I, I mean, it, he did. He ended up. He did end up speaking later in the show, but you know, because he would. He had actually talked to Claire. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I I don't know. I think it was like the a code of honor was something. Or, yeah. So with that being said, um, who I picked as my Haitian is not the biggest talker of the new day, but um, you know he's uh I I don't know I can't really explain why I picked him and I kind of don't like to pick but I picked Kofi. I did too. Okay. Okay. Now mine was partially joking just because. You know, the, the Haitian, his power was he can make you forget. Yeah. Just like Kofi makes you forget ah, that he had <laughs> he used to I be knew a there Jamaican. Was something and, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. But okay. he was, you know, Kofi is, you know, you know, character-wise, he's supposed to be close to that area of where he came from. So. Right, right. But yeah, mine was mainly a, a, a joke. But Okay. All right. Who are we going next? Nikki. Nikki Sanders and Jessica and yep. all her other yeah yeah I'll let you go first. Uh, I tried to find somebody that that could really encapsulate all the different versions of of Nikki and Jessica, and I still can't remember the third name that she went by. Yeah, I don't but either. you know, she had the the motherly side, you know, very protective. Then you had the, the the kick-ass side that wasn't afraid to get her hands dirty. And then there's a little bit of a crazy side to her. And Gina. Gina, okay. But the person I chose basically has shown all of these things throughout her career. I mean, obviously at different times, but I could really see her pulling this off. And you chose her earlier. I chose Mickey James. Okay, I could see it. So, like you said, I chose someone who could have, I think, has played... With use the same name as played the same character, she's been uh, a face. She's been a heel. She's been, uh, you know, an underdog. She's been the top lead dog of the women's division, and I could, I, I really could see her as far as like when the physical moments came, when Jessica came out, she looks like she could whoop your ass. Charlotte Flair, right, <clears throat> and. I really like that pick. I really do. Uh, just mainly because, like, Charlotte's played so many different types of characters already. Right. Whether she was the queen, you know, whether she was Charlotte Flair of Team PCB or whatever. Right. Or, or, you know, that. So, yeah, Charlotte Flair. Okay. All right. I think, I, I'm hoping you picked this guy. Did you Did you pick a Micah? I did, but it, it was kind of a, just a throw-in Okay. Choice. Who'd you pick? Xavier Woods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier Woods keeps getting kid roles in these shows. Yeah. I pick. 
Well, I picked Nicholas for mine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought about that. I, I honestly, I went with Xavier Woods just because you know Micah had the power of you know to, to manipulate you know mm-hmm. mechanics, machinery, and computers, electronics, yeah. computers, and stuff like that. And outside of WWE, that's what. Xavier Woods is known for, you know, all the, the video games. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, man, that's all good. That stuff, that's so. good. That's good. I like that. Where do you want to go next? <laughs> As Hero would say it, Mr. Isak, Isaac Mendez. Oh, okay. Uh, let's hear let's hear your pick first, because I think I got a good one for this. All right, Isaac, he was the, the recovering junkie, uh wasn't even really recovering. I mean, he was just... He was still a junkie. <laughs> he was on it, and he found that when he was on heroin, he... I believe it was heroin. Yes. Uh, he could basically paint the future. Mm-hmm. And throughout the show, you know, he realized, you know, that, you know, he tried to get himself clean and went through a whole transition there. Uh, you know, it's somebody that you were just kind of rooting for, Uh and the person I chose actually kind of mirrors this role. Uh, artistic and had issues with drugs. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Okay. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. I considered Jeff. I considered Matt. Right. Because um, they've both had the same dish. Yeah. I went with more of um, more of a physical appearance on this one straight up. And I chose Seth Rollins. Okay. Um. I you know I I probably could have done better. Probably Matt Hardy would have been a better pick for me, mainly because like you said he's his struggles and how he's changed himself right from the, the future. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to change that. Matt Hardy I, instead of Seth Rollins, I'm going to go with Matt Hardy. Okay. <clears throat> yes, I see the future. <laughs> like, bro, New York's going to explode. Can you please stop laughing? Oh, oh. Hey, you know what? He does heroin. I just had a premonition. <laughs> and then he goes back completely like normal Matt Hardy used to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you want to go with next? Uh, DL. Okay. This one, honestly, I just, it, physical resemblance. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of character development for DL. No, no I mean, no, you, no, he no, had no. a troubled past and you found out what his power was. And, you know, whenever you hear about him to start out with, you think he's a bad guy. Right. You never want him around. But, I mean, right. he was he's just a, a good guy. He just he could have gotten couple, out of prison whenever he wanted to. Right. He was just, you know, made a couple bad choices, got, you know, set up or whatever. and But uh, mainly just physical appearance, I could see Shelton Benjamin. Okay. I went with the guy that comes and goes as he pleases. You know, he's here one minute, gone the next. I chose Bobby Lashley. Okay. Um, not because his, he has sister. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. So now we're getting into some more nitty gritty. Season two, I believe, a character by the name of L. Bishop, played by Katrina or uh, Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell, showed up. Who did you have as your Kristen Bell? For Elle, uh, she was kind of a kind of a smartass, kind of, you know, thought she was better than everybody else. I have a feeling we're, we're on the she, same page for this one. Like I said, she, she thought she was better than everybody else. You know, she thought that since she had that power, 
she could use that however she wanted. It didn't matter what other people thought. You know, it's it was just for her her own personal gain and fun. And I went with Bliss. That's Alexa same. Bliss. Uh, same. <laughs> plus, there's a physical appearance there, right? And mainly, you know, L when you saw her on the show, she was a fucking bitch, man. Yeah, that was she was just mean. Now she softened up a little bit, right? As uh, later on, as she started hanging around Claire. Uh, which you thought you were going to get that with Alexa Bliss, but right. she has not. Ter- but she had that early in her career, so oh yeah, she's been there. But yeah, I chose Alexa Bliss, exact same reasons. Right. Who are we going with next? Daphne. Hmm. Okay. This is what I, I kind of went out of the box on this one. Okay. Mainly um, because I don't think I've really uh, booked her strong enough on these shows. <laughs> But I could also see her in this character. She was kind of spunky, you know. She was, uh, she had an attitude, right? Um, and with that being said, chosen I p- chose was Sasha Banks. Okay. Mainly for you know her spunky. She could have like a, she had a just a smart ass, quick witted attitude that she was quick with a qu- she was quick with quips, right? Um, and that's why I chose Sasha. I pretty much went. All the same things you just said. I was thinking more of Daphne always seemed like she was just doing it because it was fun. You know, okay. she Yeah. You you find out that prior to her having that power, you know, she was crippled, she couldn't actually walk. So mm-hmm. uh so she was just thankful for what she had and she was gonna make the most fun out of it. And who I chose is always, you know, ever since, you know, being in WWE, it's, she's always just had fun and been kind of feisty. I uh, went with Becky Lynch. Okay, great pick, great pick, great pick. I think I put. I, I don't. I think I haven't done Sasha well, and these is why a lot right. of the reason why I chose it. Uh, you did. Did you pick Daphne? Let's go. Let's hear who you picked for your Linderman. Linderman. So Linderman was the guy pulling a lot of strings. Right. Kind of like a. I want to say he was more. He was more than this, but he was kind of a mob boss. Right. Right. Um. High on power, you know. He had a unique power of, you know. Being able to regenerate. Regenerate powers, power. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Who'd you pick? Uh, with this one, I really went for, you know, Linderman was always real proper, you know. Always, you know, nice suit. He wanted everything yeah. nice. And mainly just the proper standing of it, of having the power. I went with William Regal for him. Okay. Okay. I went with someone who um, always has someone on his side. Linderman surrounded his people with, uh, and a lot, some of them had power, some of them didn't. Right. This guy has always had one guy right next to his side that was able to fuck people up whenever he wanted to mm-hmm. on his orders. And if it wasn't Brock Lesnar, it was Big Show. Right. I chose Paul Heyman as my Linderman, mainly because, like, I could see Paul Heyman just leading people. He's a very charismatic guy. Right. You don't know why you follow this guy. You know the folks at ECW. I guarantee you, when they look back, like, how did Paul get us to do some of the shit we did? Yeah. Because you believed in the guy, and he promised you great things, like Linderman did. But then there was always a catch to it. Yeah. You know? And, and he's he's not somebody that you would cross. Exactly. Exactly. Who you want to go with next? Adam Monroe. Okay. You had to remind me. Some of these you had to remind me multiple right. times who Adam was. But Adam, um, to me, uh, he was immortal. He was also very handsome guy. Mm-hmm. Very good looking. 
a talker. That's how he, you know, all those legends that when Hero came to him, he was kind of it was kind of him. He sweet talked a couple of things in his stories. Right. So, uh, and I imagine with sweet talking, you had to have a great smile. So for my Adam, I chose Finn Balor. Okay. Same stature and yep. okay. I went more overall story arc. You know, he, he, you know, at first when you find out who he really is, you know, he's good guy, champion of the people or whatever, you know, fighting, fighting right. the good battle. Uh, then you find out that he's not completely honest with everything that he did, you know, all the stories he kind of made up and embellished just to make himself look better. And then he really kind of found out, okay, I am pretty powerful. You know, I I can... I can be on my own. I don't need everyone else. And then basically just turned his back on Hero. So I went with Seth Rollins. Okay. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Um, turn, Like you said, I like the whole turned his back on his brother. And Right. One of my, I, now that I remember him, the when they opened up that casket and you just hear, Hero, you son of a bitch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had to bury him alive right, right. just to get him out of the picture. Oh, just imagine that. You just, what do you do that whole, he was buried for thousands of years. Yeah. Do, God, what did he do for all that time? Because <laughs> he couldn't die. Right. He couldn't, you know, he didn't choke on his tongue or anything. Ugh. That's, that is, <laughs> that is torture. Oh, yeah. Right there, what they did to him. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. Uh, so now we're getting into the last season. Then we can do just one-off characters, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. You you had to remind me who this character was. Um, I want to see who your Lydia was. Lydia, she was the one who was a part of Samuel's little carnival group of you know specials. Uh. She had a, a very unique ability. I don't think anything's ever been... I don't think this was taken from anything else. I mean, this truly seemed like it was just created for the show. I could be wrong. There could be some comic you know, uh, that has this. Electra. Wasn't there a character that dealt with tattoos in Electra? I do not know. Uh, well, there was. That, like, he had... This dude had, like, tattoos of animals on his body that could come to life and attack you. Yeah, they do that in Moana, too. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Buccaneers, I got to show you this when we get done. The Buccaneers drafted a dude that looks precisely like Maui. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Anyway, get to your pick. Sorry. Uh, but basically, you know, I was the tattoo thing stuck in my head. I mean, her ability, you know, when they the tattoos on her body would basically tell stories. You could find people that way. and uh, But the tattoo thing really stuck out. And... You know, if you go by her career, she first started out as just, you know, kind of a sidekick to somebody. And then later on, she found out that she could do well on her own. And that's kind of how Lydia's story progressed. Uh, But I went with Lita. Okay. Great pick. Great pick. Um, I went more physical appearance, a lot of tattoos, Um, you know, kind of alternative looking. Not that there's a problem with that. I'm just saying. Right, right. I chose Ruby Riot. Uh, that w- that was a thought because of the tattoos. Um, let's see. Let's go with uh, la- I guess last. Uh, yeah, really last one I had was Samuel. 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 One of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Dude. I just love everything love about this guy. I mean, I know he was technically a villain and all, but I mean, just 
the way I guess the, the way just the actor portrayed him and came across and with with the accent uh but Samuel he had the power of of talking and speech he could talk anybody into pretty much anything and that's how he got so many followers and that whole carnival was just centered around him because he could say the right things to convince people that you know I, I'm the one you need to listen to and I could really hear him saying this phrase, and once I say it, you'll know exactly who I chose, but he, I, I could hear him say, follow the buzzards. Oh, I really think very, Bray Wyatt, because okay. Bray, we all know, has, he has that mic, he has the skills on the mic. He, yep. he can just, he will hold you literally, you know, he has the whole world in the palm of his hand when he speaks. I chose um, someone... Um that was is charismatic as well, in a different type of way. Uh, I could see this character. I could literally see this character on Heroes wearing the exact same getup as um, Samuel, um, and he is great on the stick. Very convincing. Very, like I said, very charismatic, um, and just a, just just a cool fucking dude. Like. Mm-hmm. He comes to the ring in jeans and a tank top, or not tank top, but a white beater or whatever you want to call it. I chose Dean Ambrose, yeah. mainly because you put that jacket on him with his shaggy hair, and you've got fucking Samuel right there. Yeah. So, let's go through some uh, minor characters or some characters we didn't get to. Uh, Simone Devereaux, that was um, Isaac's, Isaac's yeah. girlfriend. Uh, Naomi, I think. Even appearance-wise, like the first thing I just thought of when you said that, uh, I was thinking JoJo. Oh, JoJo! There you go. I like that more. JoJo, JoJo. Um, there was a character. Who was it that? Um, uh, there was a dream Peter Petrelli had, and it was a you know Peter Petrelli was like a nurse, wasn't he? Yeah, not necessarily. It was like caretaker, caretaker. Type, yeah, that, but it was the guy he was. You know, he was a caretaker for. I think it was Simone Devereaux's father. He was played yeah. by Richard Roundtree, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, who Charles you, Devereaux. Yeah, I think I'd pick like Ernie Ladd. Okay. You know, just older black gentleman could see him in that role. Uh. Yeah, I didn't even think of him. I mean, that, he his his that dream Peter had carried him through a lot of the. Oh season. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was a very important character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anybody for him. I didn't even. I mean, I remember the character, but I never even tried to come up with somebody for for him. Uh, somebody I did want to mention, uh, I can't remember his name, but the the guy who had like the uh, the power of like puppeteer, he could control basically yeah. what you know, just your movements, just like you were, you know, marionette or something. Uh, I, for him, I thought Paul Heyman. Okay. I mean, Pulling there's kind strings. of a resemblance, yeah. you know, stature-wise, but, you know, Paul Heyman's always behind the scenes pulling the strings. And um, How about, uh, do you remember Charlie Andrews? She was the uh, waitress. The waitress, yeah, the heroes. Yeah, and her what was her power? Uh, she had, like, just, like, memory. incredible memory. memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, she could see something one time and remember it exactly. Let's see. Um she was really cute. Yep. Small frame. Uh, Trish? Very, very innocent. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Tr- 
Yeah. The innocent part's what throws it off. I mean, you could pick tons of people. For, yeah, for me, I didn't pick. I I, put, I could put Renee Young in that role. Yeah, for me. I could see that too. Yeah. Said Charles Devereaux, Meredith Gordon, biological mother Clara. Who? Oh, yeah, she had a. Wait a minute. Oh, the yeah, Meredith Gordon. The she was the biolog the pyrokinetic. Yeah. Lady. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, because we named a lot of Tony Storm. There we go. That's who I picked. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll go with that. <laughs> never get enough Tony Storm. Uh, let's see. There was Paulette Hawkins, who was DL's mother, and lived down in Louisiana. Which brings me to another character. There was. Um, uh, do you remember the girl with muscle memory? That yeah. while the robbery was happening, she watched WWE. She did the six one nine. Yeah, she six one nine to guy. That works perfectly yeah. for what we're trying to do. <laughs> what was her name? Her name was uh uh Monica Dawson, played by Dana Davis. For me, I think that would be Naomi. Okay. I can see it. Yeah, Naomi. Very athletic and I mean she can pretty much do what any of the guys do. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Naomi would have multiple roles then. Yeah. Uh there was let's see. Um, we said Linderman, Eden McCain. Do you remember her? She was the one that had the power suggestion. She could, I think you need to eat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, Matt Parkman was starting to stuff his face with donuts. Um, you know, very unassuming. Like you wouldn't think this girl, when you first meet her, she was like uh, Mohinder's father thought it was just a girl that lived across the way. And then you find out like she's working for the big bad company. And um, uh, was sent to spy on Mohinder's right. father, and and to spy on Mohinder. Um, let's see, power suggestion. I have to talk. I'm thinking because of kind of the the dark side to her. Uh, I'm thinking Paige. Okay, very good. I like it. I like it. Let's see. Let's see. I just. Uh, Oh, here's a good one. Here is a good one. Claude Rains, the invisible man that was training yeah. Peter on his empathic abilities, played by the almost irreplaceable Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. He is so awesome in anything he yeah. does. He was in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, he, he and was he was in Thor. Thor the Dark World. Yeah. He was the main lead. He was Malekith. Yep. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Honestly, for me, that's Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, I don't. I I really, I really don't know. I I I, want, I, I Dean Ambrose. I think is just so damn cool looking. <laughs> um, how about uh, Ted Sprague? He was the nuclear the nuclear dude. guy. I I thought about him. I thought about putting him on the list like afterwards. But uh, Cassius Ono. See, I was thinking more of you know nuclear, completely unstable. I was thinking Brian Pillman. Well, he's dead though. I don't care. Well, you can't cast a dead man in a show. Yeah, I can. He was dead before the show was even thought of. So? No, it doesn't work. Take it back. <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts. Unstable. Adam Bomb. Yeah. Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb. There that we makes go. makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, Brian Davis is an evolved human who has the ability to move things. That's where t- oh, that's, that's where Siler got his um, telepathic abilities from when he killed him and your brain is something. Your brain is not right. Right. It's, it's so. Does that was like the first one or whatever. Right. So does that mean Siler could like reconfigure his brain to match the brain of 
the person of uh, these powers? Well, he did. He did con- reconfigure it at one point because you know they figured out, like when he got Claire's ability or whatever. You know, they it's figured, right you know, there. Claire, they knew that you could kill Claire if you got her right in the back of the head in the one spot on the brain. And later on, he silo let it be known. He's like, "Yeah, I moved that spot in my brain, so you don't know where to shoot." So yeah, technically he could. Uh, Brian Davis. Uh, let's see. I remember him being kind of a nerdy character. Who was he? Uh, like I said, he was he was played by David Berman. Yeah, just a big nerd looking dude. Did he have powers or? Was yeah, he that's where he had telekinesis. That's oh, where okay, Siler yeah. stole his okay. power, the power of telekinesis. From. Yeah, I can't even picture I the guy. I can't. We can skip that one. Uh, Zane Taylor. What about the uh, the brother and sister? You know, they kind of controlled life and death. I don't remember the Hispanic them. brother and sister. Well, there was one played by Daniel Ramirez who spit poison. Is that not who we're talking about? I don't think so. She was. They were brother and sister. Like they were trying to get across the border or whatever. And oh, she had the Alejandro power. Alejandro Herrera. Yeah. And, and Maya Herrera. Yeah, Maya. That's what I was thinking of. So Maya Herrera. I think what. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, she was played by Daniel Ramirez, who was in a bunch. He's, she's in a bunch of stuff. I think she was. Um, she was in uh, one of the. Um, X-Men movies, X-Men The Last Stand. I think she was the chick that could detect other people's right. powers and the she had the she could move really fast and yeah. stuff. Daniel her and Daniel Ramirez pff, you you can pick them. I don't I don't know. Well, I'm kind of resemblance not really, but I was thinking of uh Oh, what's the chick with Andrade? Uh, Zelina, Zelina Vegas. Zelina Vega. Yeah. Okay. That's but good. as for her about, brother about yeah. seeing Elmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Candace Wilmer. Do you remember her? She was played by Missy Peregrine, and she had the power to create illusions. And when she got killed, she ended up being, like, look, not looking anything. She was, like, a fat gothic girl. Yeah, I remember that. Um, she was only, And she wasn't around that long. Uh, but I really liked I really liked her character, and I always liked Missy Peregrine. Yeah, because she was kind of in charge of, like, holding Micah. Yes. Like, hostage or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, let's see. Let's see. Creating illusions. Um, I don't. I don't. Yeah, we're starting to reach here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Alejandro Herrera, Mari Parkman, West Rosen, who had the ability to fly. Season three. Yeah, that was uh, Eddie. Eric, Claire was kind of uh, dating him. Eric Doyle was the character you were talking about. Okay, earlier. yeah, the the puppet master. Yeah, yep. Uh, let's see the German with magnetic mas- ma- ma- manipulation. Let's see Samson Gray, the biological father of Siler, played by John Glover. I wouldn't even replace that because I love John Glover. Right, anything he's in. Daphne Millbrook was Bree Grant. Right, or, we talked about Daphne. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, oh, I, I didn't realize Francis Capra was on this show. Oh, here's a good one. Hero's father. We didn't even get to him. George Takai. George Takai. I almost, I think that's like too much perfect of a pairing to yeah. replace too. And I don't think there's anybody really. Nakamura? One of those. It's hard to picture him that serious though. Okay. One of those serious dudes from New Japan. 
<laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. Arthur Petrelli. That would be Vince McMahon for me. Yeah. Hey, pal! Thanks for giving me your healing power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baron Somdi? They actually had a character named Baron Somdi from like... Wasn't that a Baron Somdi was a character in 007, wasn't he? In the New Orleans ep- New Orleans movie? Or the voodoo movie? Maybe. So they had a character in this named Baron Somdi. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, there was a couple other ones from the uh, the carnival. You had uh, you had Arnold, who's space po- time manipulation. I think the Bowman was, family. It was Edgar, played by Ray Park. Yes, he was a little the quick knife guy. Yep. For me, I think that would be like Ray Mysterio or something. There was Eli. Eli, he was kind of like a uh, multiple man, Jamie Madrox. Now we're just kind of naming the characters. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Joseph Sullivan, we talked about him. Such a badass character. I wonder if they have Heroes Reborn. I couldn't re- I couldn't tell you a single person's name from that unless they well, were I mean, from the original Heroes. Yeah, most <laughs> of them were. I mean, I watched were. it and I, I, I really enjoyed were. it, but I cannot remember. Uh, additional season three characters. Do-do-do. Webisode characters. Which is crazy. Like They had webisodes for this thing that introduced more into the story. Um, I tell you, there's a character that c- in Heroes Reborn that can make you forget things by making you pick up a certain object. Most of the time, it was pennies. Yeah, uh, um, so it was kind of like a penny for your thoughts. I mean, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, that would be Bray Wyatt for me. Hypnotizable, making you forget right everything. So, I think that's about it. I think we've yeah. we, we've cashed ourselves. <laughs> when you get to just get to somebody and you're like, yeah, let's leave them who they are. That they, they can wrestle later, folks. That's going to be it this week. Heroes, here. This was the toughest of the three we've done so far. Yeah, because just because the characters, like you know, like we said, Buffy and Lost, Buffy and Buffy and characters Buffy, yeah. are over the top. You right. Know? Um, Lost just Lost had a ton of characters with different adaptations that you can make and then this one you know these are people with powers but they weren't over the top there wasn't you know heavily painted man or there wasn't people in spandex costumes or anything like that i mean this is the closest to where if if this kind of thing really did happen i mean that's pretty much how it would be yep. i mean there's a lot more drama to it than just hokiness and like you said spandex suits and capes cool well, folks, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, be sure you down- you can follow us on Twitter. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I'm at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. You can also check out OversellPod.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player while you're there. Shopping on Amazon like you already did. We get a small commission on anything sold through our link. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you already do. Check us out on iTunes. Leave that five-star review. Folks, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. Superstar of the Week.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.